Hi, Sacred Tension fans. My name is Matt Langston, and I play in a band called Eleventy Seven. I'm an artist, a producer, and I also host my own podcast right here on Rock Candy called Eleventy Life. We talk with the people behind your favorite songs and albums, from the writers to the producers and everyone in between. And we're not asking your favorite artists the same old boring questions like where did your band name come from and who's your favorite Friends character. We're asking questions like why did your marriage fail? Where does love come from? Is God real? It is a show about the importance of creativity and pursuing your passions. And we don't let guests leave until it gets a little bit uncomfortable. So check it out right here on Rock Candy and your favorite podcast app. This is Sacred Tension, the podcast about the spiritual discipline of asking questions. My name is Stephen Bradford Long, and as usual, this show is only possible with your help by going to patreon.com forward slash Stephen Bradford Long. All right. Well, today I am talking to someone who I'm, I'm incredibly excited to have her on. I don't know if I have been this excited to talk to a guest in a long time. I'm speaking with Penny Lane. She is the director of such weird, wonderful, quirky films as Nuts and Our Nixon. And she's the director of the film Hail Satan, which is about the rise of the Satanic Temple. So, Penny, thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you for having me. So, before I start this, I feel like I just have to give you an enormous thank you. Because as a member of the Satanic Temple... You know, I I just I've gotten used to people not getting it. I I've kind of gotten used to mm-hmm. people just writing it off and not not getting this new religious movement, this weird new religious movement that I'm in. And so, I'm enormously grateful for you because I feel like your film is something that I can give to people who don't get it, and and that once they watch it, they are more likely to get it. <laughs> so just thank you. Thank you so much for, for making this film. And well, that's very, very flattering and also, like, frankly, kind of a relief, right? Because I made this film as an outsider, you know, not as a Satanist myself, and I yeah. was quite concerned that people would feel that I got it right. Or let's say at least people involved with the Satanic Temple would believe that I got it right. So that was a great concern to me throughout the process, and I'm, I'm glad that you feel that I did. And I, I can tell that that was a concern for you because I, I feel like uh, you did, and you, you took quite a bit of care to capture, like, the full range of hilarious to, you know, profound to moving to just the, the, the weirdness. is kind of like this weird meta-modern, is it a joke, is it serious, the answer is all yes, aspect right. of the Satanic Temple, you know. And, and so uh, what got you into this project? Like, what made you curious in the Satanic Temple in the first place? Well, you know, like a lot of people, I saw kind of a series of frankly hilarious headlines <laughs> around the time that Baphomet was sort of making its debut in Oklahoma. And around the same time, I was, I mean, I guess I would just say from a distance, I, I thought what it seems like most people think when they see those headlines, 
well, most sane people. Uh, I suppose there are crazy people who assume that what that those headlines mean is that Satan is real and is at work in the world trying the Antichrist to is coming, bring yeah. people and destruction upon us. But <laughs> sane people think, you know, oh, this is funny, and this is about kind of atheist in state sort of doing activism in this very clever kind of trolling way. Right. And I thought that, and I thought that was cool. It didn't, I thought it was great. I mean, I, I probably shared those headlines, you know, with my friends, but I didn't particularly think that sounded like a movie, right? That, mm. That's the kind of story you tell in five minutes, and it's funny. And how long can you dwell on that joke, right? Right. Um, but it was really a, a bit later um, uh, that my producer, Gabriel, sent me a longer article about the Satanic Temple, and it's a by now sort of well-known village voice piece by the writer, the great writer Anna Merlin. And she yes. had actually bothered to look into this and had discovered that, as you know, there is just a lot more to the story than, oh, these are atheists pulling a funny troll on fragilist Christians in, in, the, mid, in the Midwest. Um, mm. So it was really Anna's article that that convinced me that there was a movie to be made. And that was where, um, that's where my interest began because I was just so amazed at how much more interesting the story was <laughs> than yeah. what I had perceived from the outside. But another thing that's equally true is that that initial headline, like that initial joke that I understood from afar to be funny was already great, right? So you didn't have to worry about would people want to see this because they would want to see it based on the effectiveness and the cleverness of the original kind of appeal of joke. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, it, it makes complete sense. And in I watched uh, an interview with you uh, several weeks ago in which you said that you, and I'm going to totally butcher this, so correct me if I'm wrong, but... <laughs> You, you, you said something that I thought was really clever and really interesting, which is where you love films where you discover through the course of the film that you were wrong about what the hook at the beginning of the film was. Yeah, totally. And, and so I'm wondering if you could talk about that. Like, like there is kind of this turnaround that happens in, in the movie um, where... Mm -hmm. And, and could you talk about that process? And was that a personal process for you where as you were making the film, what did you realize you got wrong about the temple? Yeah, well, first of all, I mean, I, I tend to think, and this is not always borne out in reality, unfortunately, but I tend to think that the kind of people who like to watch documentary films are exactly that kind of person, the kind of person who lo loves to find out they're wrong about something and is willing to update their priors based on new information. And that's not always true. It's still the case that the most popular documentaries <laughs> will not do that at all and will simply help you reconfirm what you already believe. Fine. Mm. Nonetheless, you know, I certainly uh, would say that I rank high on, you know, sort of the, the personality trait that is sort of delight in discovering you're wrong, <laughs> you know? So <laughs> this, this film is made for other people like me, I suppose. Um, now, so, yeah, so the first thing, of course, is the first thing you're wrong about is often that the people uh, involved in the Satanic Temple are actually Satanists, right? Because 
from a distance, again, it seems that that's not true. It seems these are atheists and they're kidding basically about being Satanists. And then you're like, wait, they are Satanists? So that's the first thing. And the second thing is, well, wait, what, what does a Satanist actually believe? Yeah. Because, of course, you don't even need to be someone who grew up during the Satanic Panic, as I did, to have a kind of rather detailed list of things that a Satanist believes that's wrong. It's funny, like, making this film, talking to people throughout the process, you know, you just talk about what you're working on with people and in casual situations. And I would, I've never made a film before where everyone I talked to was absolutely convinced that they were already an expert on this subject. <laughs> and also, every single one of them was wrong. Uh-huh. And also unwilling to change their mind in the face of new information. I mean, I started to get quite worried about the possibility that my film might be a huge failure because I was like, it doesn't seem like people are willing to update their flyers here. <laughs> this, might be, this might be a big problem for this movie, right? Right. But the good news is, and this is what something my boyfriend said to me once recently after after the film was out, you know, has been out to festivals and stuff, and people have been responding so positively to it. And he said, well, that's just, you know, good instincts as a filmmaker because you knew you could do with a movie what you weren't able to do just in conversation. Mm. Because people come along for the ride with this movie. Like, you don't, of course you don't start to film where you end the film. You start to film in a state of, like, ignorance. And then, you know, again, talking about non-satanic audience, which is most people. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> you start to film in a, with all these kind of misconceptions, but the movie is sufficiently fun and engaging and entertaining that you go along for the ride anyway. And Along the way, you know, maybe you're laughing so much and just being so entertained that you don't notice that you're having to overturn all these misconceptions, which is, you know, as you know, again, a kind of painful experience, you know, to have to realize you're wrong over and over and over again. So I think it's working pretty well. I think the film is doing what I wanted it to do. I think um, it but is. Yeah, I think it's on the list of all the other things I had to learn along the way, like, you know, sort of the true history of, you know, Christian nationalism or the real conspiracy afoot, which is not a satanic cult of conspiracy, but a conspiracy amongst powerful, well-connected Christian nationalists to turn America into theocracy. These are all things that I learned along the way as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I think it's brilliant. I, I think it was brilliant in that way because the film succeeded in doing what I have tried to do through a series of excruciating conversations. But the film succeeded in doing Mm -hmm. it by being, you know, kind of funny and cheeky and moving and just incredibly well made. I mean, I I knew that it would I knew that it would be well made going in because I'm familiar with your other work, but but I was I, I think the most unexpected feeling I walked away from the film was just how deeply moved I was because at the end of the day, it is about the underdog, you know, standing mm-hmm. up to the tyrannical theocratic authorities in our country. And that's a moving story. Yeah, and story. I think that's very surprising to a lot of people. People don't think about Satanism, the first thing they think is not the underdog standing yeah. up against tyrannical bullies. But that is, in fact, what's happening with the story of the Satanic Temple. Absolutely. Just, that's what it is. So it's, I, I agree with you. I was also surprised at how moving and even ultimately inspiring 
the film became. I didn't like set out to make it like it wasn't like my pitch was uplifting, patriotic, you know, like <laughs> tear jerking story about Satanists. That was not exactly the pitch. Right. <laughs> but right. um that reflected the that reflected the journey that I went on in making it. I mean I started out kind of interested intellectually in a bunch of really heady ideas that come up when you get into this, right? About the meaning of religion and the purpose of religion in people's lives and relationships and religion and politics and, you know, all this kind of heavy stuff. Yeah. Uh, intellectual stuff. And then getting to know people along the way, discovering just how much I like the people I was meeting and how much I rooted for them and then really getting that perhaps not for the everyday member of the Satanic Temple who's not particularly, you know, sort of out in public you yeah. know, fighting on the front lines, but for the people that I profile in my film who are out on the front lines kind of openly advocating for themselves as Satanists in the public sphere, I also became more and more aware of the real the real burden that is. Like it's not just that it's risky physically, which it is. I mean people are putting their, their bodies on the line in certain cases. But also reputationally. I mean, you're talking about people who have kids and families and jobs, and it would be much, much, much easier for them to not do what they're doing. Absolutely. Just go along with the program and, you know, reap the benefits of being normal, you know? But they don't do that. They instead, you know, wear their abnormality, their weirdness proudly and, and take and, and take the, um, we call it, like the, they take the, the hit for it. And yes. it just seems to me like a heroic, like a really truly heroic thing. <laughs> so that became very moving to me. And it also makes me so mad because now I'm the kind of person who like has to be on Twitter yelling at people who say, oh, the Satanic Temple, they're just trolls. I get like really <laughs> mad about that now. Welcome to I, the club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I've also, I mean, I stood in the room with Lucian Greaves putting on a fucking, sorry for the square, bulletproof vest. Yes. You know? Yes. Like, really? You think that this is, like, just a bunch of trolls? Like, you, what do you do? Yeah, the Pastafarians aren't putting on bulletproof vests, you know. They, That's right. Yeah, yeah. And, Satirists don't put on bulletproof vests. Exactly. So, it's, um, yeah, so that's kind of the journey that I went on. I mean, I started out, you know, sort of interested and became... I would say, invested along the way. That was me. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's the journey the uh, the viewer goes on as well. So kind of one last question that I have for you here. How did the process of making the film change your view of religion? Yeah, really um, extensively. I definitely started out, I still, and I'm still grappling with this, but I certainly started out with a kind of straightforward, new atheist kind of dogmatic line that that religion basically just some stupid mental illness and we should all get rid of it because look at all the terrible harm it causes. It's irrational. You don't need it and so on. And I think that, again, from a distance, that's the you know, that worldview is very consistent with enjoying the antics of the satanic temple as, you know, activists in case, or atheists in case, right? Yes. So it's like, ha, 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 look at how dumb religion is. Look at these atheists pretending to be Satanists just to show how dumb religion is. Mm -hmm. And, 
you know, that, that again, that makes a lot of sense from a distance if you don't actually know what's going on, hence my initial attraction to the Satanic Temple. It was only once I got in closer PSP and I was really working through, like, what was actually happening, that the only way to understand the totality of the Satanic Temple as a phenomenon is to understand that Satanism is, in fact, a religion. Exactly. And it confused me at first. Well, it still confuses me a little bit. <laughs> because I, like most people, had a kind of everyday understanding of what a religion is and what it, what the definition is and what it requires. And, of course, like most people, I thought that it had to require blind faith and crazy ideas. That was my baseline definition of religion, and I didn't see any of that in, in the Satanic Temple. But if you substitute ideas like justice, human rights, you know, the value of pluralism, the importance of reason, as, you know, if you substitute those ideas in for the divine, for God, then yes. you're, you're in good shape to get it. Yes. Because those ideas are not, those ideas aren't fact. You don't find justice into the microscope. You can't, you know, justify a belief in human rights as a, just a matter of logic. Those are ideas that I think we have faith in as modern humans, humanists, and they're not provable, but we believe in it anyway. Yes. So if you think of those ideas as the divine, then the phenomenon of modern Satanism is perfectly coherent. There's no big leap required. You just need to see that mythology and art and ritual and faith and ideas that you can't prove, they're all present uh, alongside the moral framework and the sense of belonging, community, and all this stuff. But, you know, the film can only do so much in 95 minutes, so we kind of, like, bring up the question of, is this the religion? Well, sure, why not? But we don't spend a great deal of time on it, because I don't need my audience to believe that Satanism is a religion. I, I think just bringing up the question is good enough. And frankly, enough Satanists that I know couldn't care less about that question Yes, absolutely. <laughs> in their everyday lives. I thought it didn't really matter that much, right? Yeah. Sure, follow the philosophy if that makes you feel better. However, in the United States, as a legal matter, you know, it's quite, it, it's quite important that the Satanic Temple establish itself as a church practicing a religion, because on a political strategy level, that is important for their cause, right? Yes, yes, 100%. You know, I I so appreciate what you're saying here because I personally feel like TST kind of saved me from this years-long dilemma where I am very skeptically minded, but I also consider myself a deeply religious person. And uh, mm -hmm. not that I could, you know, not that I couldn't be happy without religion. I think I could be happy without religion, but I don't want to be. I don't want to live without religion. And, mm -hmm. uh, but the problem is that I was caught in this deathlock between superstition and intellectually insulting beliefs, and yet right. having all the ritual, the community, the symbol, all of that good stuff that speaks to my core. Or I could choose between that or atheism without any of that, without the symbol, without the ritual, without, and I thought that those were the only choices. And I understand mm -hmm. that for a lot of people, that, that people can be happy without the ritual, the symbol, the religion. I, I get that, and I totally affirm that, and they can be happy and live fully, you know. 
but I didn't mm-hmm. want but I didn't want to live without that. And I realized that I was yeah. kind of caught in this deathlock between ritualist atheism and superstitious mm-hmm. religion and it just put me in this deadlock for so long and until TST mm-hmm. came along and suddenly I discovered that I could be as fully religious as I think I am in my nature and fully skeptical. Mm-hmm. And it was this revelation to me. It was it was just this absolutely life-changing discovery for me. And I now really believe that, you know, instead of abolishing religion, I mean, I think some religions do need to be kind of broken down because they're just toxic as fuck. But, totally. you know, but in, instead of getting rid of the notion of religion altogether... I think a better approach, and I really think that this is where TST is pioneering something, is to reform it, is to say, is to expand the definition of religion to here are our core principles, here are our binding stories, here are our guiding myths, inner myths and symbols and rituals and community. And people, I I honestly think, you know, there's that line by one of your uh, interviewees in the movie where he says, this makes life fun. He was one of my favorite people in your movie. I forget his name. Yeah, uh, he was favorite. Yeah, yeah. he was great. He says, this makes life fun. And I really think that that's human beings like having fun. And I think religion just makes life fun. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. And I, of course, do not think, as you don't either, that most people are going to say, great, good good point, like Satanism, that's for me. But I don't think that's going to (laughs) happen because the entire point of Satanism is that it's really for a very small minority of people. Like a very particular kind of person wants to be a Satanist, you know? Yes. Not most. um, But I do agree with you. I would use the exact same word. I think that you all are pioneering this new space of of what modern religion could be. I mean, if you were starting from scratch, in the 21st century, would you want your would you want religion to demand of you blind faith in insulting, ridiculous ideas, or would you want religion to demand of you kind of adherence to the best the best the Enlightenment has to offer? You know, the answer seems so obviously the latter that it's like a joke. You exactly, I mean? exactly. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, you know, here we are in the 21st century and. You know, I get the idea that many atheists have that they agree with everything that you're saying right now, and they would just say, yeah, but we should still just not have any religion. Yes. We can live by philosophy and art. We don't need religion. Just forget religion. It's too much work to, like, update it and make it better. Mm. It's always going to be tied to this terrible path. Just move on. Yeah. And I think that's fine, too. But for whatever reason, there are people like you out there who feel very attracted to that very idea of religion. So, exactly. you know, here it is. Call it a religion, call it a philosophy, whatever you like. Yeah. But I do think it, it is um, something that just makes perfect sense to me in modernity. And I think that most people who watch the film at least somewhat get part of the way there by the end. And that seems like a good step in the right direction. Mm, absolutely. I, I 100% agree with that. So this show really has to do, is about the deconstruction of the religions that we were given as children. That's, that mm-hmm. is the underlying theme. And so most of my listeners are, you know, post-evangelical Christians or former Baptists or Catholics or, you know, from any range of different religions and, and sorting right. through the hardship of, well, now we're adults, we're rational, skeptical 
beings, but, you know, how do we sort through this faith that we're given? And, and my hope is that your film won't inspire everyone to go off and become Satanists, but will compel people to, you know, will help people understand that if they feel that that need for religion, if they feel like something would be lacking in their life without religion, that they can explore something similar to what TST is doing, and that there are pockets of non-theistic Christianity, non-theistic, non-supernaturalist Buddhism, non-theistic Quakers, non-theistic Episcopalians, so on and so forth. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And, and that if this is something important to people, that they know and that they they realize from watching your film that it is an option for them, that they can have their beloved set of symbols and rituals and be scientifically-minded materialists. And, you know, just Anton LaVey, his Jew, I mean, that was one of his basic ideas, and and to have fun doing it, you know? Exactly. I mean, I am, uh, I, I just think that I don't, I, I do and I don't understand why the Church of Satan despises the Satanic Temple so much, you know? Yeah, I yeah. do understand and I don't understand, because it, it, at its core, I mean, that was one of the Anton LaVey's basic ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, and it I was. Think that temple is absolutely carrying carrying that forward in a very cool and interesting way. And again, it wasn't even really just Anton LaVey's idea, right? Because before Anton LaVey, you had people trying to create a religion called humanism, yep. you know, which now we don't think of as a religious idea. We think of it as just like kind of a philosophical category for some enlightenment individualist ideas, but, you know, people have been trying to solve this problem for a long time yes. in modernity, and I, I just, I position the Satanic Temple as, you know, one of many in a long lineage of, of people trying to solve the problems that, that you are you are grappling with and that your listeners are grappling with. And again, Absolutely. the point of the film is definitely not to convince people they're Satanists. In fact, it makes me so uncomfortable when people come running up to me and say, I think I'm a Satanist now. I usually, <laughs> what I want to say is like, well, you should go home and think about that. And like, yes. Do like a deeper decide that because you're probably not a Satanist. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> but I love the fact that you feel that way because it shows that you're thinking about these issues, you know? Yeah. But I usually just smile and say, yes, good. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what else am I supposed to say? No, I, I would say probably very few Satanists became Satanists after watching a 90-minute movie, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it takes a little sure. bit more. Yeah. A little more time. And then you start thinking, well, do I really want to take that on? <laughs> do I really want to tell my parents that I'm a Satanist? Yep. Then you start realizing it's probably don't. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, well, we're coming up on our time here, and I'm and I'm mindful of your time since you probably have about a million thank other you. interviews like this one to do. But uh, thank you, Penny, so much for for joining me. I I'm so grateful for your film and for you sharing some time with me. Uh, for people who want to follow up on your work, where can they do that? Well, the best place to go for me in general is that my my website, which is Penny Lane, is my real name. Dot com, and they can also consult a very helpful FAQ section on the subject of my name. Great. Saves me a lot of time in conversation. Uh-huh. And for Hale Satan, the, the website is hailsatanfilm.com, and it, it's very helpful because it has a kind of, um, it has a section where you can type in your zip code or your city and find out where the film is playing 
in theaters, uh, which, you know, it opened just this week and it's kind of rolling out in select theaters across the country in the, in the months to come. Great. All right. Well, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. And everyone, please go watch Hail Satan. Uh, I think you'll all love it. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. You as well. All right. That was my conversation with Penny Lane, director of Hail Satan. I hope you all go and check out her film. It will be playing in select theaters across the country. As usual, this show is only possible because of my patrons. They keep me sane, they keep me caffeinated, and they help me make sure that this show has a long life. And if you want to join their number, please go to patreon.com forward slash Stephen Bradford Long. And for just $5 a month or $1 a month, you will be able to help this show continue to live on. Also, the artwork is by Justin Dozier Bryant. <laughs> Apparently... Uh, the previous show he texted me and was like, Stephen, you say my name wrong every single time. And so, like, I apparently do a wrong combination of his names each time. So I'm going to try to get it right. Justin Dozier Bryant. I'm sorry, Justin. He does so much work for me. The least I can do is try to get his name fucking right. Uh, also, the music is by the Jelly Rocks from the album Bang and Whimper. You can find it on iTunes and Spotify. And one last thing. We are working on building the Rock Candy Podcast Network. If you have a podcast or you are thinking of starting one, please let me know. I would love to check it out and maybe produce it for you. And in return for joining the network, you will get our entire backlog of music, professional consultation from the studio, and uh, all kinds of, and, and an awesome community of creators to support one another. Uh, so we're slowly getting more and more creators on Rock Candy, and I'm absolutely loving it. I'm loving the kind of community that we're building here. And if you want to be part of it, please contact me by going to stephenbradfordlong.com, and you can send me an email from that site, and I cannot wait to hear your thoughts. All right, well, that's it for this show. As usual, thanks for listening.